This coming week, uh, first of all, it's good to see everyone. <laughs> Thanks for coming to learn. Um, in this coming week's parsha, after Eliezer and Lovan arranged the shidduch between uh, Yitzchak and Rivka, so the pasuk says, "Ve'varchu es Rivka ve'yomer lo achesenu ati la've'revova." Lovan blesses uh, Rivka that she should uh, multiply a thousandfold. And the Brisa Mesech Kala derives from the, that pasuk that Lovan blessed Rivka. That uh, from here we derive a source for Birchis Chasanim that there is a mitzvah to bless uh, the Chasan and the Kala at the times of the wedding. This is the source, of course, for Shever Brachis. What kind of bracha is the Shever Brachis? So the Ran writes in Mesech Psachim that uh, we, uh, we make the bracha of Shever Brachis after the Chasan and the Kala enter into the Chuppah, not uh, beforehand. So he derives, he infers that uh, from that that the um, Sheber brachas are not a birchas ha-mitzvah, which is usually made over lasiyasim before one performs the mitzvah, like you make a bracha on the talis before you put it on, you make a bracha on the tefillin before you tie in the knot. This is not a birchas ha-mitzvah, rather, it's a tefillah, it's a bracha to the chatzin and the kala, uh, and we do so in the form of a birchas shevach vaydah, we give, uh, we praise the rebani shalom in that way, we uh, really give a bracha to the chatzin and the kala. And his uh, proof is from the fact that we make uh, shever brachas throughout the following seven days. How then can it be a birchas mitzvah that's associated with uh, actually entering into the chuppah? Because we're going to continue to make it for seven days following. So therefore the Ram says this is a birchas atfilah uh, and a birchas shever vahidah. However, the opinion of the Rambam and the Ramban, he quotes it over here, Ois Beis, is to make the shever brachas before the chatzin and the kala perform the nisuin before they uh, enter into the Yichud room. So the Ran claims that the Rambam and the Ramban also don't believe that it's a birchus ha-mitzvah, on the mitzvah of getting married, or c- completing the marriage with the Nisuin, with the Chuppah or the Yichud room. Rather, it's because the Brisa tells us also, Mesechtas Kala, that Kala below Baruch is a surah labai l'kenida, that until a, chaz- a Kala receives the Sheva Baruch, she's not permitted to be with her husband. So the Baruchas have to precede uh, the Yichud room or the Chuppah. But not because it's a birchas ha-mitzvah. However, the Beis Yosef understands the Rambam kipshuta, you know, more simply, that the Rambam feels it is a birchas ha-mitzvah over the mitzvah of completing the marriage of the Nisuin, and therefore the Beis Yosef claims that's why the Rambam feels it has to be made over lasiyasan before, just like you make the bracha on the talis before you put it on, on the tefillin before you tie the knot, you make the bracha on the Nisuin before you enter into the cheder hayichud. So that's why, even though we paskin like the Ran, that I, we uh, assume that it's a birchah shevach vaidah, we make it after the chasen and the kawa already standing underneath the chuppah, we do try and uh, for the opinion of the Rambam that we make the shavuot before they into the, enter into the cheder hayichud, and we try and uh, expedite the process of the chasen and kawa getting to the cheder hayichud uh, in order to that it should be uh, have the least hefsek possible. It should be. Uh, over as much as as much as we can, to, uh, kind, kind of hurry the chasen and kala towards towards the yichud room. Since we assume, though, it is a birch shavu an obligation on uh, those who are present to give a bracha to the chasen and the kala in the form of a birch shavu it really is something that's incumbent upon all those who are gathered. And therefore, the person who's uh, making the bracha is really the representative of all those who are gathered. So the person who's making the Sheva Brachas really should be someone who the entire uh, gathering would choose to be their representative. It shouldn't be the Chassan and the Kala's best friend uh, or something like that, or, or somebody who no one there who has ever heard of. Some, it should be someone who's either the, the parents of the Chassan and the Kala, the grandparents of the Chassan and the Kala, or of somebody who uh, the Oilam the would choose to be their representative, because it's really a Bracha that's incumbent upon everyone to bless the Chassan and the Kala. It's not the Chassan and the Kala's Bracha. 
It's not a birchus ha-mitzvah, that they're entitled to dole it out to whoever they want. It's really the bracha belongs uh, to all those who are gathered to give the chas and the kala bracha, and we're going to choose our uh, representatives uh, to do so. So it should be someone who uh, everyone would have chosen as their representative. Could, could that affect whether it's a mitzvah? If it's a sure, it has to be by mitzvah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, our uh, obligation, we'll get to in one second. The Gemara says in Masech Tzubis, uh, that in order to make Sheva Brachas, it has to be done in the presence of ten men. The Gemara over here, uh, What is the source for that? That has to be in the presence of ten men. So Rav Nachman derives it from the Pasuk of Megillus Rus, that Boyaz gathered ten men, before he married Rus, he gathered ten men, and uh, that they should be present. So you see that you have to gather ten men uh, to recite Sheva Brachas. Rabbi Avo derives it from the Pesach in Sefer Tehillim, that the Brachas have to be performed in a kahal, in the presence of a congregation, which of course is ten men. Why does the Rabbi Avo reject the source of Rabbi Nachman? So Rabbi Avo uh, explains, if it would be that they were just uh, making Sheva Brachas, why do they have to be Zekanim? He gathered ten people, mizikne ha'ir, distinguished individuals. Why do they have to be distinguished individuals? Why do they have to be distinguished individuals? Therefore, Rabbi Avo argues, no, you know why Boyaz gathered ten men? was in order to darshan, amayni v'loy amaynis, mayav v'loy mayavis. How was Boyaz allowed to marry Rush? She was from the nation of Mayav, and we are not allowed to uh, marry, intermarry with the nation of Mayav. So in order to justify that, which he was about to do, he gathered ten men, representing the ten Zekanim, representing the Anshei Knesset HaGadoyla, who were going to make a drusha of Moyavi, uh, Moyavi, we only are not allowed to marry the men from the nation of Moyav, but not the women. And that was what uh, allowed Boyaz to marry Rus in the first place. That's why he gathered ten men. Huh? There's an extra word on Noshim. Asara Anoshim Mizikne Hayir. Oh, okay, okay. It's okay. okay. double word. You should learn both of them. Oh, okay. It, it could be, you have to say, an, grammatically, it wouldn't make sense. Mizikne Yeah, okay, you're right. I don't know if Anoshim always precedes Zikne, but you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Could it be that it's just people who can grow a beard or whatever? <laughs> I don't know if Zakane, Zakane, Zesha Kanachachma doesn't mean uh, literally has a beard. Anyway, so that's the source. So you have to have ten men in order to reshay sheva brachas. Why do you need ten men? So the sheet of Mikubetz is there, right? Because it's a davar shabikdusha, just like kaddish and kedusha is a davar shabikdusha. Something incumbent upon all those who are gathered to uh, participate in kaddish and kedusha. And we appoint one person to serve as the shiach tzibah on behalf of everyone. So too, the sheva brachas is like a davar shabikdusha. And that's why it has to be done in, te- in the presence of ten men, just like Kaddish and Kedusha. For that reason, the Briskarab disagrees with a uh, psaq of the Mishnah Brua with regards to um, uh, Bracha of HaGemel. The, the Shulchan Arach tells us over here, it's in ratio test of Gimel, based on the Gemara Masech. This Bracha is that in order to recite the Birch HaGemel, you have to be in the presence of ten uh, men, ten people, and Trey Minayhu Rabbonon. Two of them have to be Talmidich HaChamim, that's the Gemara says in Masech Tis Brachas, as the Pesach says in Sefer Tehillim, Vayiroimimu B'Kal Hashem, Uvimoyshav Zekeinim Yehalaluhu. That you will praise the Kaddish Baruch in the presence of a Kahal, of a congregation, Uvimoyshav Zekeinim, and in the, uh, a gathering of uh, Zekeinim, we will praise the Kaddish Baruch So the Mishnah Brewer there writes that uh, the person who's making the Brachas is included within the Minyan. In Balanes. He's also included uh, to make the Minyan. And he proves this, he, you know, his argument is 
If you look in the Shara Tzion, he explains, because it should be no different than Birchas Chasanim. The Gemara says in Masech Tzubas and Davches, that the Chasanim are minna minyan, the Chasan counts towards the minyan for Shevet Brachas. So if the Chasan counts towards the minyan for Shevet Brachas, why shouldn't uh, the Balanes count towards the minyan for, uh, for the Bracha of Hagaymo? After a person is a beneficiary of a nase. So the Briskerov disagrees with the Mishnah Bruin. He argues the two are very different types of brachas. So the reason why you need ten men for Birch Sagayim was not the same reason that you need ten men for Shever Brachas. The reason you need ten men uh, for Shever Brachas is because it's a Davash Abikdusha. And you can't say a Davash Abikdusha with less than ten people present. So the Chassan also counts towards the Davash Abikdusha, just like the Shliach Tzibur counts towards making the minion. The Chassan also counts towards the Davash Abikdusha. All ten, it just has to be done in the presence of ten people. However, the reason why you need 10 people for the brach of Hagoymel is in order to publicize the nace. And that's why it has to be done in the presence, he says, of Zikanim, people who appreciate the Hashgacha, the providence of the Yad Hashem. That's why it has to be done in the presence of Zikanim. Because it's in order to publicize the nace. He says that's why it has to be done in the presence of Zikanim when it comes to Hagoymel. When it came to Sheva Brachas, Rabbi Avod's argument was, why did uh, Bayas have to gather the Canaan? If it would just be to make Shever Brachas, you don't need the Canaan. Must be. It was darshaning. That's why I needed the Canaan. If it would be for Shever Brachas, it uh, makes no reason, no sense to assume that you would have to have the Canaan. But when it comes to the Brach of Hagoyma, we do have to have the Canaan, so the Briskarov said, because that's in order to publicize the Nase. If the Brach of Hagoyma is in order to publicize the Nase, so then he says, then the Bala Nase cannot be included, because the whole purpose is to publicize it to others, not to himself. So he argues that the two Brachas are different, because Birchas Chasanim is a, a Dover Shebekdush, as opposed to Birchas Hagoyma that is publicizing the Nase. Since uh, making Shever Brachas is a uh, Dover Shebekdush, it's really something that's incumbent upon everybody who's there, and we're going to appoint to bless the chassan and the kala, and we're going to appoint one uh, or seven few people to serve as our representatives. So it has uh, a few ramifications. Lamaisa, uh, for example, the arachasholchem paskins, and this is the, the general assumption that if uh, just like a davish abigdush, if a person begins when there still is a minion, and then the minion uh, leaves, and uh, a few people leave, we don't have a minion anymore. Let's say you start chazar sashats with a minion, and then you don't have, have a minion by the end. You can continue with chazar sashats, or you start kaddish. At the beginning, there's a minion, and then towards the middle, in the middle of it, uh, some people leave. You can continue with the kaddish. So what if you started shever brachas and you had a minion, and then uh, someone wants to leave? So the archashochem passings, you can continue with the shever brachas because it is the status of a dover shabikdusha. And just like if you start with a minion, you continue even though you don't have a minion. But uh, also because it's a Dover Shebikdusha, just like Kaddish and Kedusha, it's something that's incumbent upon all those who are present to bless the Chassan and the Kala, and we're going to appoint the representative on our behalf to do so, to be Moitzias. So in the Chuvas Chavas Bin Yamin, which is, um, which is by Rav Shol Yisraeli, who is the Rosh Hashiva Yeshiva Smerkas Arav, so he paskins that uh, a woman cannot re- recite one of the Shever Brachas. Why? Because she's never included in the obligation to recite Shever Brachas in the first place. It's an obligation that comes upon all of the men, like every Dover Shebikdusha. And since the representative is going to be Moitzi, everyone else, and their obligation to recite Shever Brachas, it's really something that's incumbent upon all of us. So then she cannot be Moitzi, uh, everyone else, and their obligation, because she wasn't obligated in the Bracha uh, in the first place. And, huh? You're calling this a Bracha on the it's a bracha that we are making to give to the chassan and the kala. I give a bracha to my children Friday night. So we're giving a bracha to the chassan and the kala at the time of their wedding. But at the same time, I'm saying it's a birkat shabbat, and the whole simple meaning of the words is that it's a birkat shabbat to Hashem, and somehow we are 
mixing this with with what Laban did with, with Rip, where his words were addressed to him. We give a bracha to somebody. I mean, in, in that vernacular, we're, we're addressing the person. Here, mm-hmm. we're talking about Hashem. How is this a bracha on the chassan and chala for the chassan and chala? Mm-hmm. Seems to be more a standard berachas shevach of which we have we have many towards. towards for the institution of marriage. Okay, even let's say like you, let's say it's a bracha shevavayda on the institution okay. of marriage. If that may, it wouldn't fit with the source from from Lavan, but let's say. Usually, the nusach bracha is somehow includes a kaddish baruch like a kos, you know, like yivrecha Hashem v'yishmerecha. We evoke the rebbeinu and giving a bracha to the children. So it's a similar thing here too. But even if it's a bracha on the institution of marriage, let's say like that, okay? But it's an obligation upon everybody present who's present for the marriage to make a bracha shevavayda to Hashem in the institution of marriage. And therefore, a person, uh, in order to be us in that bracha, which has the status of davashavigusha, you have to be obligating the bracha in the first place. A woman's not obligating the bracha, and therefore she cannot be moitzi uh, everyone else. Because of that, let's just finish this one thing, because of that, Ramosha uh, was of the opinion that it's a person, if he's at the wedding, has to stay for the Sheva brachas, because it's an obligation uh, on everybody there to recite these brachas. We're going to appoint a representative to do it on our behalf, but it's really an obligation upon everybody present. Ramosha therefore says, you really should stay for the Sheva brachas. What if you can't stay? So Ramosha says, when you wash and you sit down for the Suda, you should have in mind that you don't plan on, uh, on staying. Others argue you don't have to do that. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Kluger argues in the Tuvis HaElef L'Chashlomo that the obligation for Shever Brachas doesn't set in. It is an obligation upon all those present. He doesn't dispute that. But when does it set in? When does the obligation uh, create it? So he says the obligation only sets in at the time of benching. Because, let's say you begin the Shever Brachas while it's still day. Uh, it's still, the, let's say, it's uh, the last day of the Shever Brachas. So you're going to begin the Suda while it's still day, but you're not going to conclude the Suda until already it's night, after the Tzayseh Kachavim. So the Shoch Piskei Shuv over here, Oisid Alpha, we're going to get to in a minute, Paskins, that you can no longer recite Shever Brochus, even though uh, when it's, if you begin a meal when it's Shabbos and it continues to after Shabbos, you begin a meal when it's Rosh Chodesh and continues to after Rosh Chodesh, you can continue to say Ritzay and Yal V'yavoy, uh, Shever Brochus you cannot say after the day is concluded. So he says, why not? So he says, must be that the obligation to recite Shever Brochus does not uh, set in, it's not triggered by the beginning of the meal, who's there at the beginning, it's only triggered at the time of benching. Oh, so if it only triggers the time of benching, as long as I'm not there for benching, I never became obligated in Shever Brachas in the first place. No, we'll get to that in a second. There's no distinction between Shever Brachas and Kuppah and the rest of Shever Brachas? With regards to? As far as Chiv. The same Chiv? The assumption is it is. Yeah, we could explore. The, perhaps there is a difference because uh, we switched to Bari Priya Gafen and, yeah, so let's assume it's the same for now. So someone is schmoozing during Shevrach, it's like talking during Kaddish Kedusha? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's really being mighty us. You really should answer Amen. Probably better not to have a microphone either then. We discussed that, yeah. Anyway, so Ramayusha says it's an obligation that everybody there for a person should try and stay. If he can't stay, then he should have in mind when he's washing that he uh, has intention uh, not to be mitzdarif to the, uh, not to be mitzdarif. The Gemara says in Masech Tzuzubas that you make birchas chasanim, you make shever brachas in any gathering that's on uh, behalf of the chasan and the kala. But what type of gathering does it have to be? So the Ran, <coughs> over here, Isaiah, Right, that it's any gathering on behalf of the chassan and the kawa. The Gemara says, Mevarchim birches chassan, meves chassanim, in the house of the chassan and the kawa. So he says, any gathering on behalf of the chassan and the kawa, over here on the second line, 
you would recite Shever Brachas, even if it's not uh, orchestrated around a meal. You make Shever Brachas. The Ritva echoes his position, but then he says, Our minig is only Ashav Nagu Shulo, the Varech Hoysa, Acher Knisa Lachopa, Elo Bishas Suda. We only gather for the chasen and the kalo around a meal. And so usually uh, how Jews gather anyway, but we're going to gather around a meal for the chasen and the kalo. We're not just going to have a gathering without having a, a meal there. So therefore, our minig has developed that we only recite around a meal, but he says the real halacha is that one could recite or should recite Sheva Brochas for any gathering of the chasen and the kalo. The Ran, though, then quotes a dissenting opinion over here, Oizai, in the first line, It always has to come in conjunction with the Suda and Birchas HaMozen. And that seems to be the opinion of the Rambam as well. The Rambam quotes the Halacha of Shever Brochas in the context of Birchas HaMozen. The Rambam says there's a first Brocha, a second Brocha, a third Brocha, a fourth Brocha of Birchas HaMozen. Then he says if you're in the presence of a Chassan and a Kala, in the first uh, seven days after the wedding, then you add a fifth Brocha of the Birchas Chassanim. So the Rambam, because he places it in the context of uh, Birchas HaMozen, so the Briska Rav understood that the Rambam's position was like that opinion that the Ran quotes, that you're only obligated to make a Shever Brachas if you're at a meal who covered the Chassan and the Kala, not any other gathering who covered the Chassan and the Kala. Since the, he holds his mitzvah, so at the chuppah it's a mitzvah. It's different. Afterwards, it's not a mitzvah. He will have to distinguish between the wedding, which because he holds it's over lasiyasa and it's a berachas mitzvah. I don't want to get involved, but you're right. Hundred percent. After the chuppah, no. Any other subsequent meal? No. At the wedding, because it's the first suda will cover the chasen and the kama. First suda. Yeah. No. Otherwise, you'd have to have someone who wasn't there by the chuppah. It would get very complicated. Yeah, if you don't even Anyway, so the Briskarov understood that this seems to be a fundamental as to how Chazal instituted the Shever Brachas. According to the opinion of the Ran and the Ritva, so the Brachas of the Shever Brachas really are not connected with the Birchas HaMosin. It's a separate, distinct obligation to recite Shever Brachas, to bless the Chazan and the Kala, or perhaps to give Shever Vaidot to Hashem in the institution of marriage. But it's not uh, connected necessarily with the same theme as the Birchus HaMozen. Whereas according to the opinion that the Ran quotes, that we only make Shever Brachas in connection with the meal, that seems to be the opinion of the Rambam, seems to uh, imply that the way Chazal instituted the Bracha of uh, Shever Brachas was that it should be part of Birchus HaMozen. It always has to be done with the Suda because it's part of uh, Birchus HaMozen. The Briskarov continues, and it's the same thing in the Hemek Sheila, that this is the... Uh, the argument between two opinions that the Ritva quotes in Mesech Tzitzub is how many cups of wine do you have to have at the Shever Brochus? So the uh, one opinion was that the Ritva quotes that you need to have uh, two cups of wine. He quotes in Mesech Tzitzub, Shebebirchus HaMazen, over here on the second line, Al Kais Echad, Va'achar Kach Mevim Lo Kais Acher, Va'ema Alav Birchus Chasanim. You have to have two cups of wine. Why should you have to have two cups of wine? You cannot perform two mitzvahs with one item. We don't do mitzvahs in bunches, meaning two mitzvahs, two separate mitzvahs with the same item. That's why the Gemara says, if a person is eating a meal, we don't do this, but if a person is eating a meal on Erev Shabbos, and then it's Kiddush Halav Hayoim, all of a sudden it becomes Shabbos. So he's supposed to conclude his meal with Birch Samozen and then make Kiddush. 
But Birch uh, Samazan is supposed to be recited over a kais. So he's going to recite Birch Samazan on a kais of wine and then say Kiddush. Can he just uh, economize and use the same kais of wine for Birch Samazan and Kiddush? The says he cannot. He cannot do mitzvahs uh, in bunches with the same items. And so too, the Mesech Lesoifim is of the opinion, you have to use two kaisas, one for Birch Samazan and one for the Sheva Brachas. However, the Ran says that the Minig was to use the same, his Minig was, to use the same kais for Birch Samazin and for Shever Brachas. And it's not a violation of Ein Oisim Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas, because the Gemara asks, even though you can't use the same cup of wine for Birch Samazin and Kiddush, but we do every time the Yontif falls out on a Matzah Shabbos, we use the same cup of wine, Yachna has, the same cup of wine for Kiddush, and then Avdola. Why isn't that a violation of Ein Oisim Mitzvah Chavilas Chavilas? So the Gemara explains, because the Birch Samazin and the Kiddush are two... Uh, are two mili, tre mili ninu, as opposed to Kiddush and Abdullah, over here the Ritva quotes, this is Chadim Ilsehi, that's one theme. Kiddush and Abdullah both uh, are there to, uh, to, to uh, declare that our refraining from doing Malachan Shabbos is a covered Shabbos. So we, start, we make Kiddush at the beginning in order to uh, differentiate between the days of the week and Shabbos, and then at the end uh, to, to then. Uh, Again, to conclude Shabbos and begin the days of the week. So there are brackets around the, the day of Shabbos, both representing the same theme and same obligation. So that's why they can be recited over the same cup of wine. But as opposed to Birch Samozin and Kiddush, those are two separate themes entirely and therefore cannot be recited over the same cup of wine. So the Ritva argues that we can make Shevet Brachas and Birch Samozin over the same cup of wine because they're really one theme. Look over here, the second to the last line. V'yesh lo says tam l'minek, d'lo domi Birch Samozin and Birch Chasanim, uh, benching and uh, Shever Brach is not the same as Birch Samozan and Kiddush. They came in Shamozan Bola Achar Suda via Goremes with Birch Hasanim Bola Gamkein Ala Suda. Birch Hasanim is also only made in conjunction with the Suda. He had Goremes, Kechadim Ilsa Chasivi. So it's like one theme. Like Kiddush and Avdol, they could both be made over the same cup of wine. So this is like the opinion of the, of the Rambam. That Birch Samozan is a Shever Brach always has to be in conjunction with the Suda. And it blends in to become part of Birch Samozin. And therefore, it can be recited over the same cup of wine. However, the opinion of the, of the Mesech the Seifrim, that they have to be made over two cups of wine, reflects a different understanding of Shever Brachas. It really could be made on any gathering that's uh, covered the Chassan and the Kalan. It's not necessarily connected. It doesn't have to be a meal. And it doesn't blend in to become uh, part of the, uh, of the Birch Samozin. This is two opinions in the Shulchan Aruch. Do you need two cups of wine or one cup of wine for Birch Samozin and Shever Brachas? Do you always need a minion? Always need a minion. So if it's not connected to the to the Birch Samozim, why need a minion for Shabbat Brachas? Can't make a bracha without it. B'makelos birchu Hashem, or separate idea, Ruch Simbayas. So this is two opinions of Shulchan Aruch, one kais of wine or two kaisas. The Shulchan Aruch claims that the minig is his minig was to have one kais of wine. It blends into become part of the Birch Samozim, like the opinion of the Rambam, and uh, the Ramav says, of course, our minig is to have uh, two kaisas of wine. We have one kais for the Birch HaSamaz and one kais for the Shever Brachas, and uh, because we assume that it's not necessarily connected, it doesn't blend in to become part of the Birch HaSamaz. But this issue also uh, relates to many practical issues which do come up. The first is, is that if it's connected to the uh, Birch HaSamaz, so then in order, like the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, they're going to make it on one case of wine, because then you only make Shever Brachas if it's in the context of a Suda, and if wine become part of Birch HaSamaz, so then you have to eat in order to partake, in order to make one of the Shevet Brachas, you have to be benching. If you're not benching, you didn't partake in the Suda, so then you can't really make one of the Shevet Brachas. So the opinion of the Briskirov, Rabbi Vadi writes in the Abiyah Oimer, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yashav also, 
is that uh, you have to eat in order to be obligated to partake of the Suda, in order to be obligated to, or included in the obligation to recite Shevar Brachas, and to be honored with giving, being given one of the Shevar Brachas. Chazanish, huh? So one second. So Chazanish disagrees, and he says just the opposite. We make uh, Shevar Brachas in a different case of wine, because we believe it really is not connected with Birch Samozin at all. That's why it's on a separate cup of wine. You don't need to have it in the context of a Suda. So Chazanish was of the opinion that, um, that you can make a, one of the Sheva Brachas, even if you didn't partake, you, weren't, uh, you didn't eat at the Suda. Ramayusha claims as a compromise, we should, we should make sure that the person reciting the Sheva Brachas at least had something from the Suda, even if he didn't have bread. I don't know what that accomplishes. But Ramayusha claims that uh, at least a Pshara, if he had Pasa Baba Kisnin, that should, uh, that should be all right. If you had something, yeah, I guess similar idea. So the, another difference will be uh, the issue that's addressed by the Piskei which we mentioned before. What if a person begins the Suda one day, and then he's going to conclude it uh, on a different day? So Sheva Brachas is uh, much like uh, Shiva. That's how the days are counted. So if the Machlekes, do you count the Sheva Brachas from the Chuppah or from the Suda? Chalkas Machlekek was of the opinion that we start counting from the Chuppah, Knesset Hagdoyla is of the opinion you start counting from the Suda. Most people, uh, most Poiskim side with the Chalkas Mechaikik or Machmir, so to speak, to curtail the Shevra Brachas, we start counting from the Chuppah. So if the Chuppah was, uh, let's say, before the Shkia, that's day one of Shevra Brachas, and uh, it's not 27, 24 hour periods, it's, uh, that's day one, and the next day would be day two. So the Shevarach is always going to conclude uh, the Shkia on the seventh day after the Chuppah, not after the Suda, after the Chuppah. So what if the meal begins before the Shkia and it's going to conclude after the Shkia? So, night is the second one? Huh? If you have the Chuppah before the Shkia, the we- then the wedding is the first day of Shevarach, is the second day of Yeah. So, the, so if it's on a Sunday afternoon, Monday night is the third. If it's on a Sunday afternoon, the, it concludes Shabbos. Shalashidis is the last of the Sheva Brachas, which often happens. So, if let's say you started the meal before uh, the Shkia, and it's going to conclude after the Shkia. So again, the opinion, yeah, so the opinion of the Guinness Varadim, that's quoted over here by the Pisgah Tshuva, is you cannot recite the Sheva Brachas after uh, the day is concluded, let's say after the Tzesek HaKhavim. Even though you begin the meal during the day, so he says, why is it different than Ritzay on Shabbos? We're going to conclude after Shabbos is over. The day is concluded. You can still say Ritzay. You can still say Yalav Yavah as long as you began the meal while we're still Rosh Chodesh. So the, the answer is because uh, the two are, might be very different. He says that uh, those are obligations that are part of Birchus HaMozen. Shevet Brachas is not connected with Birchus HaMozen. We're going to make it on a separate, uh, separate case of wine. It's an entirely different obligation. If you would hold this part of Birch Samozin, one could have an uh, argument to disagree with this Guinness Varadim. Like the, like the Rambam, like the Briskirov. It's no, this part of Birch Samozin. You're going to say Ritzegna, say Yavi Why can't you say Shevet Brachas too? You could make that argument. But the way we pass in our minig is that we have two cases of wine. It's two separate things. So then, um, even though you're going to say Ritzegna, say Yavi Yavah, you really shouldn't uh, say Shevet Brachas after the day has already been concluded. What if... Huh? It's only the seventh day. So what if the seventh day, which often happens by Sunday weddings, the most popular day for weddings, and then uh, the last is going to be the Shalashudis. So uh, there are those who are machmer to make sure that the Shalashudis takes place uh, before the Shkia. 
However, Rav Vosna writes in the Shevet Alevi, and this is uh, quoting the name of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky as well, that uh, it should go along with Kedusha Shabbos. Since Kedusha Shabbos extends till after the, till, you know, till into the period of Taisevah Shabbos, so too you can make Shevet Brachas in the period of Taisevah Shabbos. Even though many things that have nothing to do with Shabbos do not extend, Taras and Mishpacha, all of these things do not depend on Kedusha Shabbos, depends on the Shki and Taisa Kekavim, uh, they felt that this uh, should depend on Kedusha Shabbos. So then the Chassan and the Kala, whatever you do by Shevar Brachas at Shalashudis, which is a whole tumor because we don't do just before Havdalah, we, our meaning is usually to drink from the wine and give to the Chassan and the Kala to drink from the wine. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the Mavarach also drinks from the wine? The Mavarach drinks from the wine, and then the Chassan and the Kala drink from the wine. They didn't let me last night. Uh, Somehow, it's many, there's about 10 minhagim. There's about 10 minhagim what to do by Shalashudis and Shevar Brachas. Some hold chasen and kala only. Some hold the mevarich only. Some hold none. Some hold if you're always benching a kais, not benching. You cannot almost you know. It's hard to do wrong because there's so many minagim. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost no minute because there's so many minagim. Um, yeah, but many are machmir to do the shavu brachas before the shkia, and if it's the last day of shavu brachas, like it says over here in the pischei tshuva, in order to uh, because it's different than benching, it doesn't go along together with the benching, and kedusha shabbos has nothing to do with reciting the shavu brachas. The gemara says in order to recite shavu brachas all seven days, you have to have it has to be done in the presence of panim chadoshos, uh, people who were not present at the original uh, at the original uh, wedding. When the wedding happened, the, and the, the meal of the Shever Brachas, has to be new people. How many Panim Chadoshos do you have to have? So the language of the Gemara is Belashin Rabim. So the Rebbe Vram Ben Rambam quotes in his Chuvis in the name of his father, the Rambam, you have to have two. Two people by every meal cover the chasen and the kala throughout the seven days of Shevet Brachas in order to say Shevet Brachas by the meal. If you don't have Panim Chadoshos, by the way, you can still say Asher Baruch the last of the Shever Brachas. But in order to say all seven of the Shevet Brachas, it has to be uh, in the presence of Panam Chadashas. So Rabbi Ram ben Aram, according to the name of the Ramam, you need two Panam Chadashas, Balash and Rabim. The Ran, the Ritva, the Beishmu, and Shulchan Aruch claim that, uh, argue, that no, it means only one by every meal. The reason why it's Balash and Rabim is because you need one every day. So that's why it's uh, Balash and Rabim, Panam Chadashas. But it's really just one. There are those who are Machmir, like the Rambam, to have two, but that's a uh, Chumrah. That's, uh, the, the real halacha is you have to have one uh, new person by the meal in order to say Shever Brachas. And this is not a Chumrah. This is not like a, just a minig. You cannot say Shever Brachas unless you have Panim Chadashas. Because Panim in Hebrew is a plural. Panim is plural. Well, Panim, I don't know if it's plural. Panim is a phase. But Chadasha, uh, the whole phrase is Belash and Rabim. So, yeah. Is that because the, the, the Shevet Brachas has to be a new Brachas to somebody? So why is it that you need Panam Excellent. Why is it that you need Panam Chadoshas by the Shevet Brachas? If you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says, uh, that the, implies that the reason why they have to be uh, Panam Chadoshas, or let's say, who is considered Panam Chadoshas? So the Rambam says, anybody who was by the Chuppah and heard the first Shevet Brachas is no longer considered to be Panam Chadoshas, even if he didn't stay for the meal. Even though he didn't partake of the Suda already, he can no longer serve as Panam Chadashas for subsequent days of Shevet Brachas. <coughs> and the uh, Rush and the Taisvists disagree. And their opinion is, if he didn't stay for the meal, then he can still serve as Panam Chadashas throughout the rest of Shevet Brachas. The only person who can't serve as Panam Chadashas is someone who was by the Suda's Chasana. He was by the meal. But if he had, well, didn't stay for the meal, he can serve as Panam Chadashas in subsequent days throughout the days of Shevet Brachas. So, so, for the meal, but not for the Shevet Brachas. If you stayed for the... 90% of people. Then you were really obligated in Shevet Brachas and you, you ditched. 
Meaning, but you were obligated in Shabbat Brachas because you were at the meal, yeah. So if you didn't either, let's say you didn't buy a cup of the chuppah, you came to dance, then you have to, you'll we'll see it for sure. So the Stipular is a piece in the Kilis Yaakov on Masechus Ksubis where he explains that there's a fundamental machlek, so we shine him here, as to why is it that you need Panam Chadoshes. The Stipular explains that according to the Rambam, the reason why you need Panam Chadoshes is because every person has an obligation to bless the Chasen and the Kala. To give them a bracha. So if you weren't by the, if you were already at the chuppah, so someone recited the shevet brachas on your behalf, so you can no longer serve as panam chadoshes. If you weren't, uh, you, know, you didn't hear, you weren't at the suda, suda also you're obligated in shevet brachas. But if you weren't by anything at the wedding, so you haven't given, you haven't benched the chasen and the kala yet. So you show up at one of the subsequent days of shevet brachas, oh, now we're going to make the shevet brachas. Uh, again, on your behalf, so that you should have an opportunity to recite, uh, to give a bracha to the chasen and the kala, and you don't have to recite all of them yourself. You could uh, dole them out and give them to other people as well. If you weren't at the chuppah, but you were at the shavu brachas, can you make the shavu Are you the panim kadashas by another shavu brachas? If you were? You weren't at the chuppah, but you were, were already at the shavu brachas where, they, where you... Oh, no, that's you like suus chasana. No, that's like suus chasana. You can't double tip here. No, no. According to nobody. Are we saying one person now or two people? One, 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 one. It's Belashen Rabbim because every day. However, the opinion of Tyson and the Rosh is that the uh, reason why you have Panam Chadosh, the reason why uh, we recite Shevet Brachas again only in the presence of Panam Chadosh is because uh, we are Marbe in the Suda, the cover, the Chasen, and the Kawa. See, every day, otherwise, if we don't have Panam Chadosh, every meal is like a continuation, it's like one long Suda, like it never ends. Some, you know, sometimes Shevet Brachas feels like that. Like we just take breaks in the middle of the Suda, but it's really just one long meal that continues. So, how can we recite Shevet Brachas again if it's the same uh, meal? So the answer is no. If new people come, so then it's like we're gonna. It's like the, the meal is just starting now uh, in honor of these new individuals that just showed up. So that's the the opinion of the Russian Tesis is that if once you were once by the meal for the Shevet Brachas, then you can no longer serve as Panim Chadashas. But if you didn't stay for the meal, you can serve as Panim Chadashas. And this is two opinions in the Shulchan Aruch. If a person was by the chuppah and he wasn't uh, by the meal, can he serve as Panim Chadashas? Generally, we're makel that he can serve as Panim Chadashas. But that's two opinions over here in the Shulchan Aruch. But the stipler claims that it's this uh, fundamental machlaikas, which is why is it you need Panam Chadoshes? It's in order to give him the opportunity to give a bracha to the chasen and the kala, um, a new person, or is it because we're going to be marba in the suda, uh, these new people, they haven't been by the meal yet, so now we're going to add to the meal uh, in their honor. And the stipler claims that uh, for this reason, uh, Taisus and the Rambam differ on a few other points. According to Taisus and the Rush, uh, Shabbos is also considered to be Panim Chadoshes, even though you don't have new people by the meals on Shabbos Shabbos itself is Panim Chadoshes the Rambam never brings the halacha that Shabbos is considered to be Panim Chadoshes, he never quotes it anywhere, so the Stipul explains it's because Tysus and the Rush uh, are of the opinion that the reason why you need Panim Chadoshes is because now it makes it like it's a, a new meal so they claim, Shabbos is always a new meal, it's different than the week and even uh, the meal of Shabbos day, is we're supposed to have more of food at the meal of Shabbos day than uh, the meal at Shabbos night. The covered of uh, the day of Shabbos is greater than the covered of the night of Shabbos. And Shabbos Shudis, the Ramah says, you're going to add because you're going to have a drusha and uh, new things might happen at, uh, at uh, Shabbos Shudis. So Shabbos itself is considered to be Panam Chadashos, breaks up the monotony of the meals, the covered of the chasen and the kawa. The Ramah doesn't bring it because the Ramah feels the obligation for Panam Chadashos to recite Shevet Brachas throughout the days of uh, the, the subsequent days is only in order to give someone an opportunity to bench the Chassan of the Kau, who hasn't had an opportunity to do so uh, until now. But the Shabbos, therefore, would not serve as Panam Chadashas. So, therefore, the Shulchan Aruch writes, Yesh Oimrim, 
That's why he quotes it over here in the fourth line of Ois Tezvav. Quotes it as a one opinion that Shabbos uh, and the Rosh. Yeshayimim that Shabbos and Yantav are considered to be Panam Chadoshes. And that, of course, is our minig. You don't have to have Panam Chadoshes on Shabbos. Because we're going to increase the meal, we'll cover the Chasen and the Kala because of Shabbos. Uh, because of that also, though, Tysus and the Rush also uh, write, over here back, Ois Yadawad, the Rush writes, Nira de Mikri Panam Chadoshes, Albnei Shamarbim Bishvilam Simcha Yoiser. It has to be someone, and it's quoted by the Shulchan Aruch as well, It has to be people who we would increase the meal in their honor. So, because of that, there shouldn't be uh, many parts of the opinion, it's the opinion of Rav Moshe, opinion of Rav uh, Shalmazalman, it shouldn't be a waiter at the, you know, let's say people gather for Shever Baruchas, people playing Shever Baruchas, so busy with who's going to invite, and this and that, oftentimes the Panam Chadashas falls through the cracks. So, which is the whole reason we're making Shevra Baruch in the first place. Oh, there's a waiter over here. There's some other guy at a table who we never met. Shulam Aleichem, now you're part of the family. Yeah. So can you do that? So they argue that you really shouldn't do that because you're not being Marba in the covet of the... So you're not going to be Marba in the Suda uh, in their honor. According to the opinion of the Rambam, you can. So that's why there are some who are Mako, uh, Sternbach and the Chuvis van Hages. They call him the name of Rabbi Yashif too. That Peshach like, you can be Mako to include uh, the waiter or someone you never even met before because they're following... The, you know, we could perhaps be leading to like the opinion of the Rambam that why is it we're making Shever Baruch? It's not because we're increasing the meal in your honor and it breaks up the monotony of meal after meal after meal, but rather it's because we're, you haven't had an opportunity to bench the Chassan and the Kawa yet, so we'll give you an opportunity to bench the Chassan and the Kawa. So it could be that you can, uh, perhaps you can include the waiter, uh, but it's not, uh, not ideal. Another uh, difference that the stipler claims should depend on this issue of why is it that you need Panam Chadoshes is can a woman uh, serve as Panam Chadoshes? So Pischei Tshuva earlier... Uh, in Ois Hay, of course, the name of the Zichar Lavram, that a woman is not considered to be Panam Chadoshes. Why should a woman not be considered to be Panam Chadoshes? So the stipler explains that it's because that's following the opinion of the Rambam. Why is it that you need Panam Chadoshes to give a person an opportunity who hasn't yet benched the Chazan the Kala to give a bracha to the Chazan and the Kala? Well, a woman is not obligated in the, to give a bracha to the Chazan and the Kala of the bracha of Sheva Brachas. So therefore, she cannot constitute Panam Chadoshes either. Because the whole reason we're making Sheva Baruch is to give him an opportunity to give a Baruch in the Chaz and the Kaal. Women are not obligated in Sheva Baruch in the first place. However, the Chassam Seifer in his Chidush from Sechtus Ksubis argues that if the opinion, the, if the reason for Panam Chadoshes is because it breaks up the monotony of the Suda after Suda after Suda, the sequence of Sudas, and we're going to be Marba and the Suda, increase the Suda in your honor, so then now Isha Chashuva could also serve as a, as a Panam Chadoshes. Rabbi Yashiv apparently is mako like that, uh, and if you're in a pinch, also it could be mako with a woman, Panam Chadoshes, but that is not the minig. The minig is not to use a, a woman for Panam Chadoshes. If you are. Uh, you, go- give a bracha, you give her a bracha also? So uh, that's the problem. You can't give her a bracha. You can't give her a bracha. The only way a woman can serve as Panam Chadoshes is if you assume that it's just because she's increasing the meal in her honor. That is the final point, and that is uh, do the Panam Chadoshes, uh, do you have to give the Panam Chadoshes a bracha? So if you're going to, I think ideally a person should, uh, should uh, make sure that the Panam Chadoshes is uh, someone we know, should be, ideally be a man, who we would increase the Suda uh, on his behalf. Huh? Who's the we who said we know? When you're arranging Shever Brachas, that's what you should make sure oh, to have. They could bring, people arrange the show, it could be a friend of the Shever Brachas, but it's not necessarily known to the Chassan and Kala of the person. Not ideal. Oh, that's also not ideal? No. No. It's to increase the symptoms. So they don't know. You can't come, Shalom Aleichem, we never met you before. That's a stranger. I mean, it's no different than the waiter. 
It's really not ideal. Uh, also, the person who's reciting the, who the Panam Chadasha should wash, if the whole purpose of the Panam Chadasha is going to increase the meal on your behalf, so the Ramah says he should uh, wash, he really should wash. He quotes another opinion, maybe he doesn't have to wash, because it's just to give him an opportunity to bench the chazan and the kala. Not because we're increasing the suda on his behalf, maybe he doesn't have to wash. So the Ramah quotes one opinion that he really should wash, maybe he doesn't have to wash. We could be makele even if he didn't wash, but ideally he should wash. Or, and the, the final issue is, do, does he have, does the Panam Chadashas have to be given one of the Shever Brochus? So ideally, I think that if you're arranging Shever Brochus, it should be someone who's Marva and the Suda will cover the Chassan and the Kala, uh, and someone who wasn't by the meal, and it should ideally be a, a, a male, not a, not a female. But, um, but if you're going to pull in a stranger, you forgot the Panam Chadashas, you have to make sure to give the stranger one of the Shever Brochus. The whole reason you're going to pull in the stranger is in order to bench the Chassan and the Kala, which he hasn't done yet. So if that's the reason, you better make sure to be mechabit him with, uh, with, uh, with one of the Sheva Brachas. Where, where,